Jesus said, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. Memorable words, but for anyone who's been around long enough, following Jesus is not without its unexpected surprises. And throughout history, many have tried to explain this. Soren Kierkegaard once said that what Jesus wants is followers, not admirers. And he's right. To admire Jesus without trying to change our lives does nothing for Jesus, and it does nothing for us. And yet, how exactly does one follow Jesus? Classically, we have said that we do this by trying to imitate him. So from Thomas Kempis's The Imitation of Christ to What Would Jesus Do? These pursuits beg the question, so how do we imitate Jesus? Some of us may remember the Jesus people from the late 1960s. They had a very literal approach to following Jesus. Among other, other things, they literally tried to look like he looked. They put on flowing white robes, grew beards, walked barefoot, and tried in appearance and dress to imitate the Jesus that centuries of Western artists painted for us. Obviously, this is not what discipleship means. But more importantly, any attempt to mimic Jesus this way misses the point of discipleship entirely. More subtle is the attempt to imitate Jesus by trying to copy his actions. The simple logic works this way. Jesus did certain things, so we should do them too. We grew up reading how Jesus taught healed, consoled the downtrodden, went off into the desert by himself and occasionally stayed up all night and prayed and visited the homes of sinners. And so we did the same. We became teachers, nurturers, preachers, counselors, monks, social workers, and non-judgmental friends to the less than pious. From this point of view, this kind of imitation was to carry on the actions of Jesus. But this kind of imitation, however valuable and necessary, is still not the full following of Jesus we're looking for in terms of discipleship. In the end, this too misses the point, because one can be a preacher of the gospel and not really be imitating Jesus. And so if imitation is not a question of trying to look like Jesus, nor of trying to duplicate his actions, then what is it? Perhaps one of the better answers to that question is given by St. John of the Cross, the great Spanish mystic. In his view, we imitate Jesus when we try to imitate his heart, when we try to do things for the same reason he did. For him, this is how one puts on Christ.
understood this way, we can enter into real discipleship when, like Jesus, we have as our motivation the desire to draw all things into one, into one unity of heart. St. John then offers us some advice regarding how this could be done. First, we should begin, he says, by reading the scriptures and meditating on the life of Jesus. And then we should pray. Pray that Christ instill in us with his desire, longing, and motivation. And if we're faithful to this type of prayer, he says, our perspectives will begin to change, and we will soon be filled with fervor, a good word for an anxious world. In this context, fervor is having passionate feelings for goodness and a warm sense of God's presence. In this sense, we will feel like Jesus, and it will be a good feeling indeed. But it's the place where we all begin, but not necessarily where we stay. Because as we persevere in our prayer and desire to imitate him, things will change, but they will change in ways that we least expect. St. John says that over time, the warm feelings of fervor and passion will soon disappear and be replaced with something infinitely less pleasant, where we will begin to feel barren, detached, and dried up. God's presence will feel neither warm nor steady, and we will be left wondering what's wrong and how did I lose my way. But here, St. John assures us that nothing is wrong. The paradox, he says, is that our prayer has been answered. We pray to Jesus, asking him to let us feel what he felt, and lo and behold, he granted our request. And this is why. For a large part of his life's ministry, Jesus felt exactly as we sometimes do, finding ourselves feeling dry, barren, and not always lifted up by any warm feelings of God, even as he remained faithful in that darkness. No doubt there is a fervor that comes with the emotions that can make our soul swell with feelings of creativity, warmth, and immortality. St. John says God is always in those things. But there is also a barrenness that comes with sacrifice, suffering, and fidelity, a deeper place that seems to threaten the very marrow of our soul, what St. John's called the dark night of the soul. But it's a dryness that burns away what must be set aside, our pride, our fears, our judgments, and it leaves us vulnerable and mortal by bringing our soul to a more tempered temperature. 
Rest assured, my friends, God is present in that dryness, no less than the fervor of God's presence. Because in that painful longing is when love is tested, where feelings of absence turn into conviction, and we come to know the love of God and the motivation of Christ. And so if someone asked you, what does it mean to follow Jesus? A proper response would be, it means to share the fate of God for the life of the world. It means we are to love what God loves, not what we love and not what we judge worthy of our love. We are to love what God loves. And those who agree to carry what God loves, both the good and the bad, and to pay the price for its reconciliation within themselves, these are the followers of Jesus Christ. They are the leaven, the salt, the remnant, the mustard seed that God uses to transform the world. And that's why the cross becomes the most dramatic image of what it takes to be usable by God. It is not the fleeting feelings of first love. It is the conviction of proven love, sacrifice love, suffering love. It is a love that goes into the depths of hell and comes out the other side that gives glory to God. And it is not concerned about going to heaven because you are willing to lay your life down for the fact that you have already entered heaven and can now see things with a perspective you have never had before. And that changes everything. 